whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. During our Cats conversation, Natalie Ann Pigari and I got deep and sad because real-life costuming missteps are the worst missteps. We join this conversation already in progress. And like as a designer, I just imagine that show, even though it's like goofy and what it is, right. must be a dream. Like, mm-hmm. I would love, like, doing lighter set or, or costume. I, in fact, I have made costumes um, because I was in it in my freshman year of high school. Oh. Um, and that was a time when, like, that tour, people would go in costume. Like, audience members, okay. there was, like, a huge thing. It was, like, all over the internet. People would make their own costumes mm-hmm. and go to town. I, like, bought an... I, I didn't, but because I, I was little. I, like, got an airbrush and, like, made, like, a bomb ballerina costume, a Demeter costume, and a Rum Tum Tugger costume. Wow. Um, yeah. And, like, you just really just need, like, some leg warmers and, and right. like, the paint and, a, like, a unitard. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, uh, my burlesque troupe had a Broadway night. And I was kidding. Uh, and for those who don't know what that is, that is when uh, you are not performing in the show, but you go around picking up like discarded costume pieces and tips. Mm. And so I wore my cat's costume from when I was 14. Mm-hmm. I am turning 28 in a week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it fit differently. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also like kind of proud of the craftsmanship that mm-hmm. I put into that. Yeah. I, I ended up having to toss it because I ripped it because it oh, was like 15 years old. Right, and I was like, yeah. oh, goodbye. Yeah. Um, but it was really kind of lovely to do a full circle thing like that. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is what inspired me for whatever reason to be this creative mm-hmm. and like to be a multifaceted, hyphenated theater artist. Mm-hmm. I love to create. And uh, I was so proud of those costumes. I didn't wear it to the show. I was way too shy to ever do that. Wear it on the street. Pictures. I'm not like hell no. Well, so so, gosh, there's so much there. I mean, there's the so Mm -hmm. the culture the 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 culture of costuming is something that's very interesting to me. Um, It is obviously something I've experienced. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. gone to see a Star War, and I've uh, (laughs) I have, you know, I oh man, oh. Yeah, I'm going to tell this story. It's the saddest thing in the world. So I... Uh, Sadder than being 14 and making cats costumes? Yes, you'll, you'll hear. So, <laughs> and it's it breaks my heart to even think of it, so I have to share it with the world. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> there we go. So, I... So, obviously, there's a lot of costuming around, you know, science fiction fantasy has yeah. a built-in costume component to it, obviously, because the costumes are, are very specific and interesting. And one of the big things that I remember was when new Harry Potter books would come out and people would get dressed up in their characters and go, yes, okay. So I used to work, I worked at a bookstore uh, through college and then after college in Wilmington, Delaware, in the Concord Mall and at a Walden Books, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And I was there for the op- the release of Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. which was awesome because it meant I got to read it before everyone because we had it in the back. That's Just finished cool. that book I'm before it came out. It was pretty great. So now they'd probably be under lock and key because you could like yeah. take pictures of it on Absolutely. your phone and send the chapters out. But so we had a big thing mm-hmm. when the book came out and people were pre-ordering it and you know we were giving it out and we'd advertise this as kind of a thing but it's this little mall and it's this little mall bookstore mm-hmm. so people came and bought books there but it wasn't any kind of deal 
Except this girl showed up in a wizard costume, sort of oh. non-specific. And with her now, I don't know if they were her parents or her grandparents or who they were. They were they looked too old to have a daughter. Right. So I'm not saying they weren't her parents, but it, that's what it felt like. So she goes in with them, and she and I saw her come in, and she looked very cute. I mean, it was fine. But then what what breaks my heart about it is she immediately realized that this wasn't quite what she thought oh, it was going to no. be, and she wanted. She was wanting to get her book and leave. She didn't want any, which is fine. Like, totally valid Mm -hmm. response. And, like, we're kind of, the line was what it was. Mm -hmm. And she was really embarrassed that she's in this costume. But nobody cared, you know, so that was fine. they were probably all thinking how cute she was. Exactly right. And she's, you know, 10 or 11, 12, something, you know, just just old enough to hate it. You know what I mean? Just old enough to feel subconscious. Just old enough to scar her forever. And so, but, like, and her, whoever was with her were, were being very nice. And I was okay. Like, and I was like, oh, God, that sucks. Okay, let's get this girl out of here. And then her grandparents, whoever they were, made her stand in front of the sign and take a picture, which back in 2002 wasn't just grab a phone and do it. Like they had a camera and it was like a thing. And she looked miserable and just so like she just wanted to crawl inside a hole. (laughs) And I just it broke my ever loving heart, which was now. So what that showed me, though, was like one of the reasons I've never done costuming is not something that that Mm -hmm. appeals to me generally but i get very hot you know (laughs) but um it was sort of my nightmare scenario of what that's like if you get full tilt geared up in costume Mm -hmm. and it becomes like bridget jones diary where it's just you (laughs) and like oh now i'm or it's like that great picture that floats around that's a meme of the guy dresses the babadook at the uh halloween party have you seen that i'll show that that to you let me write that down i'll show it to you but it's really he's came to a halloween party he was the only one in in costume oh no i actually have a story that is that little girl's story oh do you really (laughs) see this is the thing there's something so vulnerable about this and it's either it goes great where if you find the community and everybody Mm -hmm. looks like you and this is so lovely but it can break bad so what what yeah what's your if you don't mind oh yeah that's your terrible story story all the time it's um pretty much that little girl's story except for it was like a seventh grade halloween dance oh god Yes. Oh, that's uh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I was really weird, but I hadn't learned yet. Like, the, I like that about right. myself. Um, and so, you know, like, Halloween is scary, right? Yeah. Traditionally. Um, but uh, so I, I, like, had, like, my, my grandmother, um, she sews. She was a puppeteer for, like, decades. That was, like, her job uh, for a long time. And she's a painter. So, like, I got a lot of art experience from her and i and she made me this like cloak thing okay and i painted my face like a spooky skeleton and i drove my dad drove me up uh into the parking lot of my middle school and i will never forget that like the stream of like pink princesses yeah walking in and i was like that was when i realized there was like a societal difference between what boys are allowed to do and what girls are allowed to Mm -hmm. do Boys are allowed to be scary on Halloween when you're in middle school. Girls are not. Um, and so I... Are girls ever allowed to be scary on Halloween? I mean, I am... Um, but I mean, like, culturally. You cult- know what I mean? Culturally, I feel like that It feels like you graduate changed. from, like, like gen- genderified princess, basically. Yeah, or right. some variant fairy, yeah. whatever. To sexy blank. Yeah. yeah. And there's I like could go no on a middle ground. About this one. Um, yeah. This was my first introduction, I think, to, to that, that, to that like mm-hmm. thing where I couldn't do what the boys did, including like having short hair and all this. I'm, you know, I like don't uh, 
obliged to all of the sure. societal gender like uh, roles um, that I am supposed to as a woman. Uh, and I was like, hell no, mm-hmm. dad, take me home. Right. And so I turned around and went home. Oh, you did go home. Yes. Okay. I well, did not go into the dance dress as a spooky I was going to say, because that, that, well, that story could break worse is if you got out of the car went into the school no. and then realized i had more sense than <laughs> okay, that good there was like no that. harry potter book for me to get that's, that's true there was no yeah, that's yeah right. there, was there was no, no prize i, at I the didn't want to go anyway i was like had so much oh, social okay. anxiety i was like oh well, well there it is look at that forever. an excuse and yeah, I'm out. exactly don't you love that yes excuse <laughs> let you fold into your anxiety and i will say that i did go to every single book release of harry potter and movie release i think and I went in costume several times to the last book as Tonks. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's a it, good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there weren't many Tonks, so that's good. Right. Yeah. I, I, this is so funny to me because it is not, I mean, I'm into all of it. Mm-hmm. Everything you're talking about mm-hmm. conceptually, but I'm the guy at the party without a costume on. Right. Now, I'm also not like defiantly jerky about right. it. I just don't care for it. Part mm-hmm. of it being that I have a beard. <laughs> And this is this is true. And it is just for listeners, it is true. And <laughs> I've had a beard for almost as long as I haven't in my life. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reaching that age quickly right. where it will be more years with than without. And there are very few costumes mm. you can do with a beard that aren't so and so with the beard. Right. Like if I'm Superman, I'm Superman with a beard. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's there's something about how that breaks the illusion uh-huh. that bothers me. In huh. a really like so like this past Halloween, for the first time in a long time, I got dressed up. And my wife and I and my son went to a friend's Halloween party. They've had it every year. And my wife and I had gotten dressed up in the past and sort of, and I just, you know, the lowest effort <laughs> costume, but still a costume. Sure. We were the white stripes one year, you know, like, but it's, it's just white, white pants and a right. red shirt. And then she wore red pants and a, or white pants and a red shirt, a red pants and a white shirt. And, but so I got an Afro wig off Amazon and I was mm. Bob Ross because nice. I have a beard and uh-huh. I could do that. And she was a happy little cloud. It was adorable. Oh. Um, there's something about that, like, no, I have a beard. Like, I'm kind of wearing a costume all the time. Yeah. So, like, hmm. I I can't, I just won't let myself, I've been Che Guevara. And I, mm-hmm. you know, there's also so few recognizable things you can right, do with a right. beard. But so I also, connecting to that, you made me realize that I don't go to opening nights. Mm-hmm. I'm not a get it on day, like, it'll still be there on day four. Right. And I'm fine with that. The exception being the last Harry Potter book, which mm-hmm. I absolutely had to have when it came out. Yeah. Absolutely had to read as soon as I could. But... Like, I watch TV shows weeks after they air, if I watch them at all. I watch, yeah. you know, I, I have three kids now. I see movies when I see them, uh-huh. and that's just the way that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I see, like, I'm going to go see Trolls 2, I'm sure, on opening day, and <laughs> Cars 3 opens this Friday, and I'm not going, but I'll be going soon. Right. And those are the movies mm-hmm. I see, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I knew what I signed up for. Right. But, like, even when I was younger, we didn't go to a lot of openings, because I always thought they were too crowded, <laughs> speaking of social anxiety. Yeah. and. But it's funny how that all goes of a piece. Like you yeah. said, like you, you go to all the openings, you go to the books, whatever. Well, for Harry Potter. Just, I, for Harry Potter. Not really. That's pretty exclusive to Harry Potter, this is pretty, It's just Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's, it's something that people do. They go opening night, Absolutely. they go in costume, and they do the thing. Also, Scott Pilgrim. I went to that movie five times in theater, the first time in costume as Ramona. Oh, wow. Roller skates. Was there anyone else there in costume? Uh, yeah, everyone I brought with me and they oh. go in costume. <laughs> <laughs> now that, safety in the tribe. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Natalie Ann Pagari for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. 
you.